Welcome to the Other Kingdom Podcast. Join Fred Betcher, Aaron Colago, and Levi Ellerton as they explore ministry and discipleship through the lens of the kingdom. This is season one. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to The Other Kingdom, a podcast by North Point College in Grand Rapids. It's me again, Levi Ellerton, and it's so good to be here with some of my friends, Pastor Aaron Colago. Hey, friends. And also Pastor Fred Betcher. How is it going? It's going good. <laughs> it is going oh, are good. You, are you asking me or the crowd or um, the world? Or is it rhetorical? Let's go with both. Okay. Okay. But specifically, since you're in the room and can answer back... Oh me, yeah. I'm 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 good. Good in this like we're looking out. I'm, I can see out Aaron's uh, window right now in the fall. Color change yeah. is beautiful. Yep, absolutely. Just hanging out, making podcasts with some of the best people. This is one of my favorite times of the week. Same. I could I could say ditto to that. So today we are going to talk about giftings and the kingdom of God. And I know that we we could probably make a whole eight to ten episodes we could do exegesis which maybe we will do one day with a bonus episode yeah. of, of certain passages uh but i really wanted to start kind of this discussion about giftings in the kingdom of god um more on a personal level um when you guys were called and and listeners have heard our story of calling and if you haven't i mean you can either meet us in person sometime or go listen to episode one that's cool um but when you guys were called mm-hmm. did you feel like you were qualified and did you feel like you had the correct, correct giftings or were the gifts and talents in your life that you were feel like aren't valuable to the kingdom that you've actually found are valuable to the kingdom today? Um, and yeah, so I know there's multiple questions there and it's yeah. dimensional, but. Yeah, really good questions. Really, really good questions. And it's funny, as we were chatting about this before we started recording, I remembered being 17 years old and taking like an as, like a like a gifting assessment and you know, the highest points of that assessment, I remember being like really disappointed because I was like, these aren't the good gifts. Like these aren't the good ones. And I remember being like, oh, these are like B team good gifts. They is really how I felt and at 17 because they weren't the ones that I felt were helpful. They weren't the ones that I thought, well, that's what that's what a pastor is, or that's mm-hmm. what a, you know, whatever, fill it in, um, that are really essential to ministry type stuff. Mm-hmm. And what is so funny is those very giftings are probably the heart of what I do in the kingdom of God. That's I think awesome. it was like hospitality or something like that. And I remember <laughs> like some of the greatest moments that I've experienced as really participating in the kingdom of God have been welcoming someone into my home, sitting with them on the couch, making them coffee and making them feel welcome to share and be loved and be heard and, and to experience God in their vulnerability. And I realized, and and that really only started to hit me as we were talking about, I'm like, Oh my word, that's hospitality. Yeah. That's hospitality. And that I would say is one of the key tenets of what I do as a pastor is, is being hospitable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I agree with that. Yeah. And and I would say that it's grown. I knew that I cared about people, and I think that's why I wanted to welcome them into my spaces mm-hmm. and to go into their spaces. Um, 
So I think it's definitely been nurtured and been and grown. And I, as I've grown, I've seen the validity of it. And I think even my idea of what a pastor is has been reshaped as well, right? Sure. I thought a pastor was just a cat on the platform, you know what yeah. I mean, who spoke really well. And I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it, but it's not the whole of it. So I would say there was seedlings of it, and I did not understand it. Yeah. If that makes sense. I love what you said. You 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 felt like you had B-team giftings. And I think that sometimes if we aren't careful, we can think that here's ministry or here's yes. my profession. How do I get there? And I need to have, you know, these top yes. three gifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's beautiful about the kingdom of God is that um, we're, we're a team. Yes. And every everybody on a team is going to have a... a I would say a different ability and a different gift. But it's one body. Absolutely. Yes. It's one body. We would be disproportionate if we were all rocking the same giftings. Yeah. You can't you have like I mean? 30 no, we would, Mannings the, on one team. Ex- like, well, you just want to have a team. <laughs> we'd have a really like buffed up arm. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, but we would be limping. We wouldn't yeah. actually be able to like do, like really make a solid throw. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because we, if, if our legs were underdeveloped or we didn't, ha- it, it really is like, because we are one body mm-hmm. and to be on mission, we have to function together. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I feel like there's no B team in the kingdom of God. No, Absolutely no. Not. And that's, yeah. that's like, to me, realizing that is how I had framed it. It caused me to go into some introspective work. Like, why, why do I think that? And where, where does that come from? And how do I not live out of that lie? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I'm like, it's just not true. This is not true. Right. It's not. Yeah. Fred, did you want to share maybe about you? Like, uh, if you yeah. don't, I mean, I can always go. But. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to hear yours. I, I want to yeah. actually hear what you have to say. Um, I mean, I have not been as ministry as long as you guys. Uh, but I have been in the kingdom maybe for, you know, however long you might consider. And... I definitely fell into probably this idea of, well, I'm not doing ministry until I'm a pastor. Um, And so my giftings were, I was always trying to, as I was going through high school and going through college here at North Point, um, build up my public speaking abilities. Sure. And I was trying to build up my plethora of knowledge mm. because i thought those were the two things that is going to make me a really good pastor and i still practice those two things and i th- mm. and I, th- and I hope that public speaking is one of my gift as as i travel and as i talk um but i found that some of my giftings is the ability to to if, if you've studied the enneagram before i'm a four and i and yeah. i've noticed that what i love is to to understand emotions and what people feel. Um, I, I'm, I'm a feeler. It's like a four. Yeah. And if you don't like the Enneagram, that's okay. Um, I've, I've, what I've noticed is I can sit with people and I can try to understand what they're going through. And I have a sense of empathy for them. And Aaron, I know that it's a little bit maybe like hospitality. Mm. But those that was a gift that I found that was important. Um, and I've kind of noticed something in my life that was... I think I'm going to do something that is ministry and, and services and on Sundays and, and, and gatherings and I can, you know, and I can put a good, put together a good service maybe. Um, but the gift that I found myself kind of being with is, is 
just spending time with the one uh, the one person, yeah. and that could be over coffee or M- Macy and I having them over for breakfast and just really trying to care for people and trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? What's best for them? How can I, how can I represent Christ in this moment with them? Um, and then as well as that, I, part of my gifting, I think, is just this desire to dive into theology, and I'm not the best at it, but I, I find like there's a passion in me that God has given um that I like reading commentaries and studying languages and, mm-hmm. and going to that. And obviously I'm not perfect in that way. And I think I'm growing, but that's a gifting on my life that um, at one point I didn't see as like the most important because I thought the most important was just standing on a stage right. in my, or standing on my school I was table. I ask you that question. Like, did you feel like empathy was like a lesser yeah, like, it, um, gifting maybe than being front and center? I think so. In high school, it was like, I would say, I might have caught on later on in high school rather than my freshman and sophomore year. Um, but I always thought, well, well, like, it's a waste of time to have empathy. Mm. I how, do I how can I throw my net out and catch the most? Gotcha. And, yeah. and I know that um, I'm not against, like, you know, the the giant services that we want to have in revival uh-huh. services, not against that at all, but there has something that has changed in my life in the way that I, when I found out like being with people and having empathy yes. and, and I've, and I studied the scriptures of what Jesus did and, and how uh-huh. on paper he, it might've seemed like he wasted time, like sitting with a tax collector. Why would you do that? You should be yeah. going poning the atheists or poning the people who don't believe in Jesus and, you know, wrecking them with your knowledge as, as the son of God, you have so much knowledge, but instead he would spend time with the people who would be seen as less yeah. and he would care for them and he would, you know, heal the sick. And, and so, um, yeah, I thought empathy and I thought that like, the one-on-ones was like not as important as just yeah. being a really good speaker and being really good at handling the text. And if I can narrow down those things, I'll grow a really good church right. and I'll be successful. Mm. Um, and I found that it actually takes more than that. And that's part of it. That's yeah. not wrong. We should, I mean, I want to be a good speaker and I want to handle the text really well. Um, but I think there was more for me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I, want, I wonder how much to our, the culture that we grow up in, um, like in the church culture specifically that we grow up in, affects somewhat of our views of, of what those, right. like what gifts are the most important. Right. Um, and I don't know, I, like I, I wanted, Levi, I wanted to hear what you had said because I don't remember like when I was thinking about becoming a pastor, when I felt like that was something that God was calling me to do. Um, I don't remember, and this could just be like me and my personality and what I think about how, like, and how I prepare for things. I don't know. Um, I don't remember thinking like you have to be a good speaker so much, but you need to be able to, I think I thought of it more like a, a teacher, like, mm. and so I grew up as a pastor's kid. My dad is a pastor, was my pastor, is my pastor. I still, you know, am at the ch- that church, um, the church that I grew up in yeah, serving. And, and serving with my dad. Yeah. Um, 
but there was something about being in kind of a smaller country church that like i didn't i didn't feel like it was a um I just always felt like my dad was always kind of my dad. Like even when he was preaching, there was there were times where I was just like, I didn't feel like he was duplicitous, and I didn't feel like he put on like this different personality necessarily sure. when he went up there. So yeah. I didn't feel like it was like this incredible speaking talent that I had to have. I don't mm-hmm. remember having that pressure, is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, that's interesting. But um, I don't know. I I. I think probably it's just my my personality. I don't remember having a lot of like pressure of thinking about what kind of gifts I thought I needed to have. Hmm. Um I just wanted to do stuff. I just wanted to serve and I think those were the things I saw my dad doing, serving people going to hospital visits and like, you know, doing stuff at church. My like my mom would clean the church like every week. Um, we had a couple of people who helped and that type of thing, but like I just saw my parents serving. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Because that was kind of the context we grew up in. And I, I think I never thought that I don't think I ever put that pressure to be that person. I thought I, on the opposite side, I think I thought, <laughs> well, that's just never going to be me. Oh, interesting. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. well, that's them and that won't be me and I, I yeah. won't. I, I think context know. is really interesting. I think that's emerging through this conversation because it, it's like, I think that's a really cool example I, I that you had. I would say, you know, growing up in my church context, um, getting to the platform mm-hmm. and the podium, that was ultimate success. Mm. And so those skills were highly prized. Gotcha. Um, and, and I mean, I certainly can understand why, right? But I, I don't think they're the totality, right, of, yeah. of success or of, of giftings that are usable in the kingdom of God. Uh-huh. I think that's the exciting thing about, uh, living and experiencing the kingdom of God. You see all the ways that people can participate. Yeah. Um, right. so yeah, that's interesting. Absolutely. So I know that we've shared a little bit about our callings and the giftings in our lives, and we've said some, some, uh, some of the gifts that we've had, and that with some of the gifts that we've noticed, and and I know that we should probably define the word gifting. Mm. Um, Paul uses this language pretty heavy in Romans and First Corinthians, um, a little bit in Ephesians, and and so um, we just we really want to clarify that there's. There's things in in those letters that are like God given, and there's spiritual gifts, and you know those wisdom and uh, healing, and so, and those are awesome, and and I think that we can grow in those, but when we talk about giftings, maybe today, what are we kind of hint- pointing at? Yeah, I think that's a really good distinction. I think I think, and you guys can feel free to chime in as I try and clarify. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I would say we're talking about, you know, maybe some things about us that maybe don't fit or wouldn't be listed on Paul's lists. Some of the things that we're we're born with, we can do. This mm-hmm. can be right like this can 
this can be, I don't know, it could be that you have, you're athletic. This could be that you're handy. This could be that you have a beautiful voice. I think that it's these things that I would argue are God-given. Yeah. But they may not necessarily seem overtly spiritual, to yeah. be honest. It's almost like what you're born with, your like natural yes. ability. Yeah. Because and it's something that you've kind of maybe noticed in your life and have grown to. Um, like I could never become an actor or a dra- do drama. Like I'm <laughs> I'm dramatic probably as a guy. <laughs> but like there are people who like that is like their forte. Yes. There's students I've met who like they Let's are say just- Freddie B. He's an yeah. actor. He's an actor. <laughs> Come on. Was it, were you Romeo or? I was going to say Juliet. <laughs> I know you were Romeo, but I know I was going to try to find another guy. Yes, in this. Okay. I, I was. Yes. yes, but yeah, and I know, and so. I loved, I loved doing drama. Yeah. I loved doing it when we did plays at church and I love, I, I did awesome. it one year in uh, high school and my hooked. senior year and I was mad that I hadn't done it earlier because I did enjoy it quite a bit. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean in. that these. <laughs> I believe it. It doesn't necessarily mean that these skills are like fully developed, right? These are still things that you you work yes. at to craft and to hone, but there's like a natural bent towards it, right? Right? Like, I, and like Levi said, like I like acting in front of anyone terrifies me. That that the entire <laughs> like what you just described, I'm like oh, hard pass. Yeah. But you like you found something that you that felt a natural bent towards, yeah. yeah. And I think that that is what we're kind of trying to right. work our way through, yeah. because there's things that that let's be real like if i really wanted to become a like do acting and maybe that's a bad example let's say um like i really wanted to become a professional athlete like i could work really hard and do a ton to try to get there Uh and i would put extra work in and i do my best and i might be able to get there and i might be really mediocre as a professional athlete yeah Compared to the guy next to me who's super athletic yeah. mm-hmm. and that is his forte, he can become a pro athlete and excel in it. Right. right. And so instead of, instead of wasting my time trying to, trying to fit this mold that I think I'm sh- I should be, it's what is it in my life where I actually have some abilities in. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like a, a natural bit. bent towards things. Absolutely. Right? Like, so if you are really handy, I think people would be like, oh, well, that's not going to, that's not really a gifting. That's just something I can do. And I'm like, that's not something I can do. Right. That's a a gift. Yes. And that has, and I, and I think what we're trying to frame this is, and this has kingdom implications. Right. And how do we decide like what giftings are important to the kingdom of God? Yeah. And, and maybe the things that we think don't apply somehow to the kingdom, we kind of partition them and say, well, that's, yes, that's my non kingdom gift. Yes. And here's my kingdom gift. Yes. And like, where does that where does that lead us and especially if we are thinking well god called me to be a pastor or god called me into the ministry and so i have to have this gift and this gift and this gift right. but maybe i actually have this other gift that does actually it still fits into a ministry like um you know serving in a church as yes. a pastor or um, a ministry leader um but it it might be something that we have to that that just needs to be explored some more and yes. see how it could be used in that way. And then I guess on the other side of that would be like maybe this is something that I prepare for. Um, I I develop these other gifts maybe ministerially, but I'm actually my my big contribution or gift in the kingdom is actually this thing outside of ministry. Yeah. 
and so I, it, it's kind of an interesting little little thing so yeah figuring out what is god calling me to prepare for yes and what um what giftings should i be uh growing in yeah that will have kingdom implications um i don't know that I mean, you could be a very, very skilled carpenter who feels like they, you know, want to do ministry. And so you do ministry training, but you're actually really good at, like, I don't know, building houses or something like yeah. that. How, I don't know. Where's the, the kind of, how do you, how do we kind of walk through that? Yeah. Yeah. And determine what, what we're supposed to do maybe right. with those giftings. It's almost like, there's not a one size fit all for ministry. Mm-hmm. It's right. not like, oh, you want to do ministry? Step one, you need to be really good at talking in front of people. Right. And like right. and so there's more to it than that. And I think, Fred, what you're saying is really important because there are students out there who have a calling on their life and there are people out there who have had a calling on their life and they're like, But I can't preach. Right. And so I mean, I might throw my sister-in-law under the bus right now, but she she told me once, she's like, I don't want to preach. I'm called to ministry. And she's like, I don't want to preach. And so she's actually found herself be working in a homeless shelter, and she doesn't have to preach. Mm-hmm. And she's, But you would say, well, that's ministry. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, that is... And she just, went to Bible college. And she did, yeah. And yeah. she went to Bible college, and she's, like, trained in biblical studies, and she's, a, like, a leader. Yeah. She mm-hmm. leads people. She has to organize events. She has to direct. She has to do things. And, and if McKenna, if you're listening to this right now, you're awesome. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, the, and, and I know that there's students, and, and there's been people around who have said things like, I've been called to ministry, but, you know, I, I'm just trying to... I just have to hit these basic points and then I'll be there. And I'm, and I'm, and I just want to be like, but what, what has God given you? Yeah. Right. Like, what are you good at? Yes. And I know that we can also say, but God also gives spiritual gifts Absolutely. and like we can grow in those. And I don't want to push away from that. Right. right. Um, but there are things that God's already given that we could probably yeah. redefine or refine. Or, mm-hmm. So, right. And choose to see through a kingdom light. Do you know what I mean? Like someone who is handy and, you know, maybe they don't necessarily work in a church, but then I, I've watched several gifted craftsmen, like, be willing to help people on home improvements or go overseas and help build churches in different countries that need skilled craftsmen and maybe mm-hmm. are, you know, and, and require those types of services. And so I think there's... I think there's this thing where we just have to let the kingdom into those, into all those aspects of our lives because it is, it does pertain to the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's well said. I'm a pilgrim here on the side of the grave. Another question I had for you guys is, and this one you might have already answered, and so, but are there gifts that are more important than others? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I guess my, I don't know. I guess my knee-jerk reaction right away is no. I think there, I think there are some that naturally end up with getting more attention yeah. or so they they seem more important yeah. um but i'm not convinced that i think there is one that is the most important if that makes sense yeah 
All right. And so even the way that Paul talks about the body of Christ, he talks about not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Right. And when we when we do what we now know about our body is so intricate and all of the little all of the internal parts and organs and the way everything works together and you could very easily say, Well, the brain is the thing that is the most important, but like yeah, that's that's then true. You're like, but the brain doesn't the, work. It doesn't work without the heart. Exactly. Does it? I was say, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, and and we touched on that a little bit earlier. But I I do think that there is something that we have to really take to heart when we think about people in the kingdom, and we shouldn't be looking at people and and arranging them in in stacks of well, this gift is the best. That's right. And this gift that's is right. the best, and because it doesn't it doesn't produce humility in us right. and saying. Oh well, if if these other people weren't involved in this, then my gift becomes almost less. Yes, it doesn't work the same way, and um, I think that that I think that's really telling the way that that Paul describes and really talks about that kind of theology of the body of Christ um, to inform to help us think through like not only our own gifts and how they contribute to the kingdom and the body of Christ, but to think about other people yes. as well and how they contribute to the body of Christ and to not start thinking, well, my gift is pretty top notch. Right. I think, I think that our gifts, just to piggyback on what Fred was saying, I think our gifts have to be taken through the kingdom lens and the kingdom lens sees it as a body. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that that, that has to be, the way we view our gifts, we often silo ourselves with our giftings, uh-huh. but the reality is our giftings are a part of that body. Yeah. And the body functions as one. It's yeah. not a bunch of bodies. It's one body. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there are some giftings that maybe there's, there is one mouth, right? Yeah. On the body. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe the mouth seems pretty important. Maybe this, uh-huh. you know, it can, they can get siloed, but I actually don't think that's the kingdom lens. Mm-hmm. It's functioning together for each other. Yeah. And it, it makes me think of too, and kind of what I, the way that I kind of be got into ministry and even my ideas of what gifts were important in the, the body. I didn't, I wish that I would have started thinking more along the lines, okay, what what gifts do I have and how am I developing some of those gifts? And then where do those gifts belong in the body of Christ? And I did I did feel like I was called into ministry when I was a younger kid, like, you know, fifth, sixth grade. Um but I didn't I didn't start like trying to even think through like what does that mean for what are some of the the giftings that I do have that might be part of what ministry looks like in the future for me? Right. Like I ended up, I ended up with a guitar in my hand and singing, but I didn't mm-hmm. know. I didn't develop those until later in sure. life. I was like in my twenties when I first picked up a guitar, but I, I enjoyed music. I just never thought I could do it. Yeah. And so I didn't kind of, you know, walk down the, down that path at all. Yeah. And yeah. um. I don't know. There's, I think there is something to to being able to look at yourself um, well, like with a, and to have people around you as well, a community that can be like, hey, yes. you've got you've got a little bit of an inkling there, or a, um, 
there is a gift that I see in yes. you. Like, have you ever thought about right. like the steps in the process of developing that gift into something more? Maybe that's something God has. Oh, I, I think put it's in your huge. Life. I think it's huge. I don't think that I would be walking in the position I'm in now if it wasn't for the community of God mm-hmm. coming around me, encouraging me, affirming things, and yeah. taking the time to invest and grow. Right those giftings right. i totally agree so uh, another question before we kind of wrap up but can we abuse our gifts mm. i think yeah i think any time that you begin to over identify yourself with your gift and your gift becomes your identity and your identity starts to move off of the fact that you're a beloved of of God, your child of God, that is the heart of who you are. When your yeah. gift becomes the whole of your identity. So, you know, I can use Fred as an example. If you thought at, you know, 20 years old, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a guitar, I'm a guitar player. This mm-hmm. is who I am. I am a musician. You play music, but you're a child of God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's where you were at, but right. any, I think that that's when we really do start to, we start sliding towards potentially abusing something that was meant to bring glory to God when we start to conflate our identity with it. And I, I totally agree. And I think that what unfortunately happens then too, when we start abusing a gift, is that what was meant to grow and empower a community or give life to a community then gets actually turned on the community and becomes, um, and uh, it becomes something that's, has the potential anyway to to become something that hurts a community. Yes. And, and I I guess I'm leaning kind of more into ministry side of things, especially we're like, oh, this being a pastor, being a communicator, being the person on stage, whatever capacity that is, you know, that's who I am and that's that's what I do. Uh, or what I do is who I am. Yes. I should say we we walk into the potential of of doing harm to that community yes. rather than pointing everybody towards, um, I guess, pointing them towards Christ. Yeah. I think the yeah. body starts to limp a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It I, starts to limp. I think, I mean, this might be from an outside perspective, but there's so much, there can be a lot of burnout and burnout from ministers and people, even, even workaholism because of our gifts. And that's outside of the church and that's in the church because you become what you are doing and you just that can be like so i'm really good at i'm really good at my youth pastoring i'm really good at yeah. creating these youth events and i'm really good at doing all this and so i need to do it more and then i'm not spending time with my family because i have you know because god's given this gift and i have to and, and then yes. life gets that's hard good. and so i think abusing our gifts is totally possible and it can be really easy because we think that in in the church world, we think we're doing ministry and we're doing it well. Yeah. And we're putting 50 plus hours a week. It's just not sustainable. Right. So. No, yeah. I think that's a really, I think that's a really good point. I think oftentimes when our gift has really incredible potential for the kingdom of God uh-huh. is often when we need to be really, really um vigilant is probably too strong of alert a word, but vigilant to the fact that we are we are making sure we're spending more and more time with God because yeah. he because the 
it's such a subtle thing that can begin to happen when you are over identifying with your yeah. gift and you look at all the people you're able to help. Uh-huh. But the reality is you're not a silo. You know what I mean? And you alone are not going to to do this, right? We work in community. Yeah. And so I think that's a really, really important point you brought, Levi. Yeah. And that's the great thing about the kingdom of God is it's a team. And that's because we are doing this together that we don't have to become the workaholics because we're doing yeah. it together. Yes. And it's great so. that God gives so many different gifts to the whole body that that's you, right. get to, you get to experience some part of the creativity of God and the, the beauty and the awe and the wonder of God yes. in that community. But as you see all of these different people with different, like, uh, I just say gifts, coming together and, um, you know, building each other up and, and, and becoming a community. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, as, as always, we end our podcast with a story, um, and they've most of the time have been from scripture. And today we have another one from scripture from two craftsmen that may not be seen like they have an important gift to the kingdom of God, but they do. Yeah. So we are reading from Exodus chapter 31, uh, verses one through six. The Lord said to Moses, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting and in carving wood, to work in every craft. And behold, I have appointed with him Oholiab, the son of Ahismach, of the tribe of Dan, and I've given to all able men ability that they may make all that I have commanded you. So it's really cool because it, when we think about ministry, you don't think about the woodcarver and the craftsman. Right. And this story kind of shakes that idea a little bit because they're doing something that is crucial for the kingdom of God and for Israel um, to construct the, the temple and yeah. and um, the tent of meeting right. so that God can be with his people. And so it's just kind of beautiful and, and just wonderful to see that these people are called by God. And and, I, and I've heard, actually read um, a commentary on this, that, that these guys probably learned this from Egypt mm. and that God was a part of that. Yeah, and they 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 were skilled with their hands, and that they came, and they they did this for God, and so it's just really amazing that that nothing is wasted in the kingdom of God and your gifts, and that you you are part of the kingdom. And these guys, I don't know, there's not much in scripture more about them, but they probably weren't the ones who were reading and and writing and and sharing, but they were the ones who were putting in hard work, and that is a part of the kingdom of God. Well. It's been great talking with you guys again. Love talking to you. It's the best. Great in the podcast. Come on. It's been good. But that's all we got. We'll walk with you for a while, my friends. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Other Kingdom Podcast, brought to you by North Point College. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to any resources mentioned in the conversation 
and subscribe or follow the show from your favorite podcast platform.